Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special edition of the Brothers Grim Talk. Why is it special? Because we're in the same room. For the first time in a long time, there nope. is no latency. Despite <laughs> <laughs> that, we still nearly fuck up. As is. It wouldn't be us if it was a smooth transition into a logical podcast. That wouldn't be us. <laughs> no, we still have latency issues, despite the fact we're now in the same room rather than hundreds of miles away. Right, so, um, this week's episode is going to be based around list making, I believe. Is that the theme we agreed on? We agreed on a theme. Yes. And it was list building. <laughs> Thank yes. <laughs> thank you for that. Yes. Right. I am host A, Alan, and host B... Benry. Henry. <laughs> Benry. Right. Before before we get into the nitty-gritty, mighty-shitty <laughs> list-building... Advice for people who want a bit of help with list-building. And general, just what we do. Yeah. We'll give you the low-down, the up-down, the side-down... The flat-down. The rub-down. The up-town. <laughs> the up-town. Right. I... Messed up with Christmas stock, right? <laughs> so, spoiler, Christmas. It's on its way. <laughs> for those of you who didn't know. For those of you who didn't know. Christmas is happening and it won't be stopped. <laughs> Why are they putting lights on the houses? What is this? <laughs> what kind of winter-themed hellhole is this? <laughs> yeah, fun story. I actually went into the lobby of a hotel today. Wow, crazy. Lobby of a hotel. And there was just a life-sized Santa doll sat in a chair. Was it not just a very still fat man? <laughs> well, that's what I thought. <laughs> until <laughs> until <laughs> I broke his leg. <laughs> I hope it was a doll. Anyway, what makes it even weirder was like the hood is slightly pulled down what over do you mean the hood? face. What do you mean hood? He has a hood. No, he has a hat. No? There's a hood on Santa with a hoodie. No, 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 no. Hold on. Sometimes he has a hood, right? No, he doesn't. He does. He never honestly. does. Honestly, sometimes Santa he has does. a hat. People, back me up. No. Back me up. Anyway, he, this one had a hood. This one had a hood. And the hood is pulled down slightly over his face. So you can't tell if it's human or not. And then when you look into its face, it, its eyes are slightly reaching apart. <laughs> so it's like dazed. Well, he was after you broke his leg. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right, son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so it's Christmas. Christmas time is coming. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Warhammer all the way. I slightly messed up my stock of beer. Because it's the holiday season, we all like a beer. Except or, for me. Or a drink of yep. some description. A, a beverage. A beverage. It could be non-alcoholic. You enjoy that. That's you. Food, bit of gluttony, bit of greed, bit of rich. Have you tried getting to the point? I've heard it's I... fun. <laughs> no, I have not. So anyway, I now have 75 beers <laughs> and only three days off. Can he do it? Yes, he can. That's a beer. Can he drink it? <laughs> Bob the Alky. That was a great show. Bob the Alky. Yes, I've got I've got a beer an hour for my three days off. That's going to be that. I have Jack Daniels um, because I heard he was getting a beer and decided not to be outdone. And I'm mixing it with ginger beer, which makes it go an interesting shade of brown. Yeah, it looks like sewer water, but it's drinkable. 
I mean, if I passed that, I would be in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I, I can drink directly from the bottle, but it tends to horrify people. Also, it'd lead to a very interesting podcast about half an hour down the line. It definitely would. <laughs> right, so this entirely accurate laser beam focus is now being focused on list building. Pew pew! That's a laser beam. That's two laser beams. Lasers beams. All right, so I think we've got direct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So <coughs> the things we were going to try and do is the things I was going to try and do was going to be looking at um, just some tips for new people when it comes to list building, or if you just want to, I don't know, slightly improve your list if you're having a bit of a few issues in friendly games. For example, Henry, would you say you have issues in friendly games? <laughs> I would exclude the word friendly. Would you say you're having issues in your games of Warhammer? <laughs> I'm having impotency, impotency issues in Warhammer. Okay, guys, let's let's describe our styles, our wild styles. That's been my word of the week. Yes, you've mentioned it numerous times. I can't stop thinking about it. It's a funny, <laughs> funny thing. It's from the Lego movie. Enjoy that. Um, it's better than the podcast. It's better than the podcast. No argument. <laughs> no argument. I mean, there are... Maybe, maybe we had the same budget as they did. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd just be. <laughs> Tell you what, busy. Paramount Pictures. They weren't the ones who did the film. Either way, Paramount <laughs> Pictures, give us the money. We'll see what we can do with the podcast. Maybe you get your money back. Maybe I drink a lot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and blow the money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Questions will right. be raised. Is it? We have two approaches to the game of list building. Alan's approach is clean. Cut. It's German. It's efficient. It's stylish. With a flair of danger and mischief. My style is throwing poo at a wall <laughs> and seeing what sticks. Turns out not a lot in your lists. It definitely does not. I am one of the players that consistently lose. Like, if we're talking about averages... I am seriously helping some people. <laughs> how, like, how many games have you won in your lifetime? I have done this hobby for 12 years, and I would say if I won a game for each year that I had been in it, that is overestimating. Yeah, I don't think you have. That is overestimating. I think we did the math and you've won less than 10. I have lost, like, a really depressing <laughs> amount of games. Like, we were talking about it the other day, and I realised... I have not won. Like, thinking back, I can think of five. Five games I've won. Out of a lot. A lot of games. You can't see how wide-eyed he's gone as he's realising this, but he's very wide-eyed at this point. It's bad. It's really bad. And, okay, if we talk about averages, if we were to say list A, list A and list B are exact mirror matches, right? And you play them against each other, Odds are you would win 50% of the time, just because it's e dice. Equal lists, equal, equal dice lists. rolls, equal skilled players. Now, for somebody to lose almost 100%, <laughs> I, I am really getting close to 100% logic. I'll never get there, but it's like an exponential curve <laughs> just dipping down. The more games he plays, the further away that, that win rate gets. And the one thing that is consistent is me. Like, die rolling, die rolling should average out. My, my die rolling is bad. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's, you know, I'm just rolling so badly I could never win a game. Yeah. And I'm not a bad player. 
I just, you know, people are going to say, oh, he's bad at the game. I don't think I am. He's been playing it for 12 years. I've been playing it for 12 years. I do know a lot of tricks. You've... I uh, normally... You've, well, you've played with me, you've played with my friends, you've played in store, you've played in tournaments. Like, you've played a lot of Warhammer in a lot of different arenas. And I do normally get complimented in a sort of backhanded way. <laughs> well, no, you do smart shit. No, no. You do, you do a mixture of smart shit, and when you're losing, you go, you know what, I can't pull back from this position, so I may as well make it awesome. And to be fair, you do tend to like sort of end the game with some kind of fantastic explosion, such as the Plague Marine charging a Castellan and then punching it in the dick. Using the last of my command points to resurrect the guy in the squad, just to make sure I survived the Overwatch. Which he needed to, because it did kill that extra man. Yeah, so I, I normally do fun shit, but I lost the game before yeah, then. Yeah, he, he, won't do, he won't just throw the game to do fun things. Well, it depends on who he's with. But if, if it's against me, he will try his darndest. I, yeah, it, it doesn't end well. And the <laughs> one comment I normally get is, I can't believe you lost that. <laughs> I, I've had that comment quite really? a few times, actually, yeah. They're like, wow, when you had that manoeuvre going, I really thought you were going to win. Yeah. I was like, so did I. <laughs> so did I. And the one thing that is definitely consistent is list-making. I am not good at making lists. I honestly, I see units. I can analyze the unit. I can say whether the unit is good or bad. But then, for some reason, I'll throw it in the list regardless. <laughs> like, also, I, I just want to say, I'm a painter and a builder yeah. before I am a player, because games last like an hour and a half, two hours. But to get the army ready for that hour and a half, two hours, and I'd like change units. I change styles and like necromunda and all this sort of stuff i'm doing all these different hobbies and scenery and stuff like that so normally i don't like finish an army and then play like 30 games with it normally it's like a work in progress army things switching in things switching out and then i dump it and do something else (laughs) just the way it is but because i'm primarily a painter and a builder you know there's there's the classic rule of three in 40k at the minute, where basically... the you maximum... mean the hard and fast rule of 40k? Yes, the hard and fast rule. The hard and fast <laughs> rule of the rule of three, where if you have a unit, you can only take three of it. Well, I mean, competitive mindset, such as Alan, yep. would say, okay, unit A, such as the Riptide. The Riptide is very good, very cost-efficient, and depending on who your enemy is, you might take three of it. Well, basically, when it comes to the rule of three limitation... That came in because people just spammed lists of the same thing because the best thing was the best thing. But what for maybe the newer players out there or people who are struggling in friendly games because you see numerous lists get posted with like, oh you know I've got this Astro Militarum list, it's got this thing, this thing, this thing this thing, this thing, this thing and like one Lehman Rust tank and you go that's cool Um, like say the Lehman Rust tank is dedicated to like taking out other army you go yeah the Lehman Rust tank is is a good option you know for like popping other vehicles doing high damage to various targets but it's only one tank. You need to sort of have a threat overload. Not a threat overload, but if something is worth taking, it's usually worth taking two or three of. Just that way you have redundancy. So when one of them dies, possibly the first turn to just, you know, the first turn alpha strike, you have something else to rely on. That is why you want to try... If it, it's not always the case. Some things you only really want one of, such as, say, like a stealth team in Tau. But other things like the Riptide, take three. Not necessarily for friendly games, you can maybe just take one or two. But either way, if, if you like something a lot, if you want to put it in your list and you think it might be good, take multiples to make sure it lives. Now, my problem is that I don't stick to the rule of three because as a painter and a builder, I like to make every unit individual. 
And my rule is I never want two copies of the same unit because in friendly games I will only ever use one of them and there'll be one that I favor. Whereas if there are two which are varied, you can switch them in and out. So for example, you know, if, if there's an optimum loadout, I might have one built that way, mm. but I wouldn't have multiple. Plus, when I build my army, I like my army to, to look nice and be aesthetically pleasing to my eye. And so I quite like a mix of infantry with not very many vehicles. Yeah, And that's that's like my go-to. That's my gold <laughs> standard. Whether it's good or bad, yeah. doesn't matter the army. You that's why I like to do. Yeah. And I think because that's classic 40k. When we started, like every army, book, codex... Always had a picture of like, say, three or four infantry units, a leader or two, and maybe two tanks and like an elite's choice. Maybe one fast tank if they're feeling fancy. And I remember when I first got my... I think were they called Mega Forces? The big boxes? Like the 100 pound ones. The Mega Force, because there's Battle Force. Battle Force is the current one. There was the start collect. Oh no, wait, fuck the battle. Oh fuck. Can't yeah. Anyway, back in the good old days, there was a huge 100 pound set, which was like 20 tactical marines, uh, chapter master, uh, company command squad, Razorback, Predator, um, Dreadnought, all in like one box. And that's kind of like what I always build. And I really love that box. It was, you know, it had that beautiful cover art from 4th edition Space Marines. Mm. Um, oh, man. It was so good. Just a beautiful box. Let's... All right. We have um, tomorrow, we have a five-way. We, you know, we have five people all meeting up because everyone's back for Christmas. Like, okay, let's all meet up. Let's play a bunch of Warhammer and ideally ending in a five-way. Of Warhammer. <laughs> of Warhammer. <laughs> of Warhammer. Of Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> we have both got our lists together for, and I. If you if you if you want to talk through your list, I want to talk through my list because uh, two of the players, two of the players are just buddies of ours. I'd say two of them are fairly fresh to eight. They've had a couple of. They, they, one of them's had one game. One's had two games. They had a pretty rough ride into eighth. They did. Like a certain. 24 foot tall metallic robot man gave them a pretty hard entry <laughs> into 8th edition. He's a weird friend of ours, but we love him. He's a weird friend of ours. The Iron Giant. <laughs> I don't know the Iron Giant theme. I know it's Vin Diesel. No, he's not the theme. He's the voice actor. <laughs> no, I think he did the theme. <laughs> Iron Giant. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, two of these guys. Are very new to eighth. They've always had the models. We've talked about them loosely before. Yeah, many times. Um, yeah. I am definitely a quote-unquote beer and pretzels type player. Like He's... I don't take it seriously. Yeah, I play to lose. <laughs> Let's face no, it. No, you don't. If you, I but, play to win. Yeah, you but... <laughs> play to win, but you accept the fact you're going to lose. Yeah, I, I make it my. I say out loud that I play to lose, so that it hides a little bit more when I die inside. <laughs> inside yeah. With every loss. Why can't I win? Why can't I win one? <laughs> but like, you know, you, you see posts all the time where someone's been in the hobby for like a year. And they're not really winning. And we even saw one this week, which literally, we were about. Literally this week, which was saying, I've been in the hobby for about a year and I, I can't win games. And it was, it was really depressing them. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think the hard and fast solution... It's list For building. A lot of cases is list building. It literally is because 
some people say that it's not the list, it's the player. Which is bollocks. Well, I'm on. very sorry. Hang on. I, I would say it's definitely like a percentage scale. But, like, as we said no, earlier... No, don't wrong. Like, there are definitely better players out there. I'm not saying that 40k is all random chance or all down to the list, no. But if you turn up with, say, a Henry list, and I... <laughs> <laughs> I rock up it's pretty bad <laughs> spoiler I rock up with say Tau who aren't the most competitive right now but they fucking well should be I turn up with Tau with 60 fire warriors 3 riptide a bunch of shield drones some missile sides and shadow sun I'm gonna fuck up his day I'm not gonna fuck up his day like 9 games out of 10 19 games out of 20 yeah there, there are some just like, such good lists that yeah like the top tournament lists will shit on a casual player's day Every day of the week. Like, it's... To the point where list building is important here at 40k. Don't let anyone say, I, oh, it, it's not... Don't worry. Okay, part of, part of it is you have to accept responsibility that maybe you played badly and where can you improve. Definitely do still do that. But also do try to think, how can I improve my list? What was my list lacking? What, what did I struggle with? I would definitely say as well, um, a lot of close games I've lost... Yeah. Where it just comes down to a brain fart. Yeah. Such as when you assault someone off of an objective... Mm. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. You know, yeah. I just cost myself the game. Like, I've definitely lost games pretty closely by just having a brain fart. Like, it could be something in the first turn. Like, you forget the special rule, you know, that your tank busters re-roll, fail to wound, or whatever it is. I don't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> it's my codex, <laughs> but I don't give a shit. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. And lists are just so important. So, anyway. In this five-way, <laughs> we have Alan. Now, Alan is... Spoiler, a very good list maker. Yeah. Like, if there's a list published online, I'll make some thoughts on it. You know, I'll get my notes ready, but then I'll take it down. I'll be like, is this good? (laughs) (laughs) Are my notes correct? (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I I know people are going to say it's not really related, but you're very good at Hearthstone. And Hearthstone is all about creating a deck, you know, so you know... You create a deck and you manage probability. Also, whenever people who play Hearthstone or XCOM bitch about RNG, I sort of I sit there and go, you know what, it happens. Like, how can you do that? I've played Warhammer. <laughs> You've not seen it when you've managed to roll five ones and a five shots, which are two plus to hit. I mean, I haven't because I roll well, but... <laughs> yeah. Or failing three out of four two plus armor saves to a Stormbolter. Two Stormbolters, one from Minus Cowguy and one from a Rhino. And losing Deathwing Terminators to that. Yes, I do know that pain. Back when there were one moon to model. About 180 points just dead to two Storm Bolters. God, that was painful. <laughs> I imagine that would be. Um, so where, where were we going with that? Oh, yeah. So basically, Hercules. He, yeah. He is a um, builder, painter. I am player first and foremost, then builder, then way trailing off in the distance is painter, which I'm, I'm very bad at doing, and I've... I'm forcing myself to do it more and more to try to you know, get into the practice of it. As is, though. For this five-way, you were saying... Sorry, that I'm... This five-way? You had a point to make. So, Alan is always the top of the pyramid. In our gaming group, Alan has always been the top of the pyramid. He is the man to beat. I prefer the term Apex Predator because I'm Apex and because... Apex <laughs> 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 Predator. Oh, dear. <laughs> Anyway, so he's the apex predator. I am sort of like the limping gazelle. Like, you know, there's still signs of life. Another friend is a carcass. 
I mean? That's, I mean, but come on. Okay, I am terrible at the game. Well, not terrible at the game. Terrible at list building. Yeah. Not too sharp at the game because sometimes I do just play for fun. And normally, like, especially when it's us. Like, when it's you or myself or, you know, just our buddies in the gaming group. I don't take it that seriously. But, yeah. like, tournaments, games in store, I always want to try and win. Like, yeah. local gaming store, I want to try and win. Um, so, yeah, between us, it's different. But And then we have the two players who are just very, very new, very, Fresh very Fresh at the green. watering hole. Fresh at the watering hole. Um, so, Alan creates his Mondo list. I Look, I... It's a list I created with parent. I'll explain my list in a bit, because my list you, is interesting. Yeah, you, you come back to your list. We'll do both our lists. I'll yeah. do mine first, and we'll say, yeah. well, that's wrong. <laughs> Why everything we'll, about it is wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dissect it for the lovely viewers at home. So I play for flavour. Plus, I'm also aware that we got these new guys, and you know, I don't want to give them an easy game. Don't yeah. get me wrong, because I think easy games are insulting. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to turn out with like a massively... Awful, awful underwhelming list. list. Like Which you then deliberately, oh, just move away rather than assault. Yeah, that like, shit's just yeah. Sandbag. It's okay when you're like trying to. <laughs> I was gonna say, train or lure children into the hobby, but <laughs> you know what I mean. When like when people are teaching their kids, yeah, it's fine if you want to play, you know, sort of semi stupidly, but to make them win because yeah. kids like to win. He just choked on his, on his. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to agree with you, but that Irish, the, 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 the noise I made was a very high pitched agreement. <laughs> that was actually an mmm. Oh. <laughs> that's what it, that's <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> it just came out as a mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to insult them. Yeah, I wanted to create a fun list, and my idea of a fun list is a mix of infantry. Um, some light vehicles. Some light vehicles. <laughs> a bit of stuff. A bit of elite stuff. You know, to just give them variety. There's like HQs. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so they got a lot of stuff to play against. A lot of stuff to, to try their army on. You know, it's such as Alan. And I will forever tell you off. Because their first game of 8th. One of these players, it was his first game yeah, of 8th. I explained the situation. And you took knights. I've explained the situation multiple times now. It was the only army I had at the time. <laughs> I explained to them that they're quite stompy. They had double the points of myself. It was a shit show. <laughs> it was an absolute shit show. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to give them, like... You know, just a fun game. I want to give them a good a game. A fresh start. Yeah. And, again, when, it, when it's between friends, it's much, much, much more important that you have a good game than you win. He's glaring at me. <laughs> You bastard. I'd like to have a good game and win, you know, just saying every once in a while. It's not going to happen, guys. We will do a full breakdown. Um, I I will have one. Uh, <laughs> I have to it. As is, your list, go on. My list. Do you, do you have it written down anywhere? I don't have it written down. I have it in memory and models. Okay. HQ. First of all, what, what, let's, what, let's attachment, what attachments do we have here? Oh, don't ask that, that, me that. Don't <coughs> ask me that. Okay, we've got the big Mondo one. Brigade. Do you have a brigade? The that's 12 command point That's generator. not a brigade. No, you have no, a battalion. No. Battalion, thank you. Okay. Um, I have a battalion. Usually, for people at home who are new to list building, because there's going to be some advice sprinkled about here, you probably want to try and fit a battalion into your list, because it generates just a bunch of CP for usually fairly cheap. What does CP mean? 
That's command points. I, I'm command not. I'm not points. going. I'm not going that basic. I assume they understand a little bit of a forty k. Yeah, these guys got it. Um, Hell yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats to you guys. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you have a battalion, which is I have a battalion. two HQ, three troops. And what are they? No, no. I have a battalion, and I have a heavy support detachment. Yes. In my battalion, I have two Big Macs. <laughs> Did I say that I enjoy a bloated list? <laughs> There's a lot of fat in my list. Like, a lot of fat that could be trimmed. Anyway, these are big mechs in mega armor. Yeah, okay. What do, what do they do, though? One of them has custom force field. W- which means? Yeah, that's what it means. In a nine-inch bubble around him, every unit, which is fully within the nine... So if you've got, like, ten boys, you can't have five in, five out. They all have to be in. They gain a five-plus invun to shooting attacks. And that can be anything, like vehicles. Which is pretty rocking. It is rocking. Like, don't get me wrong, that's not a bad use of the points. Yep. It's not terrible. Uh, sorry, it's it's not a great use of the points, but certainly not terrible. It, it would be made better if you had better units to work with it. Yeah, if I had, like, a gun line, then... Yeah, or vehicles nearby to sit inside it. I do. You have a couple. I have a couple. <laughs> the other is a big mech. Mega armor with the teleport blaster. Which does? Uh, I. Well, let, let me. Let me refer to my codex, which I had prepared. Now I must find the page with the teleport blaster. Everyone hang in. Come along, come along, come along. The excitement along. is real. I don't know this codex. <laughs> it's new <laughs> to me and it's scary. And there's a lot of stuff. I don't know the layout. Where's the wall gear? Where's the <laughs> Surely wall Surely you'll gear? be at this front here with like the, the bosses. Will it be there, like the options for... Because you've got a war boss here. Will there, be a, will there be a big mech somewhere? Yes. Step one of list building. Know how to read. <laughs> Step two. Refer to the codex. Step four. <laughs> big mech. There you big go. Big mech. That's the step four. Okay, the teleport blaster. Yeah. It's 12-inch range. Assault three. Okay. Don't don't look at me like that. Assault okay. three, strength eight, AP minus two, damage one. Damage one. Damage one. If a model suffers any unsaved wounds from this weapon and is not slain, roll a D six at the end of the phase. If the result is greater than that model's wounds characteristics, it is say slain. Saved. That's interesting and unreliable. It's very interesting, unreliable, but it's fun. It is certainly fun. It's also one of those things which I don't mind too much. Because as much as it's... Yeah, there's a low chance of going off. Now and again... It, well, okay, the, the bigger issue with that is, like, it's fine against characters. Because there's... As much as it's like, oh, characters five wounds. It's like a one in six chance of, like, you know, of them hitting them. It's like, well, yeah, but it's a small chance to also just tip the game massively if you, if you snipe a character. The problem is you can't snipe a character because they've got less than... Yeah, you, you can't snipe a character, and the odds of actually doing anything with it is terrible. Yeah, like this, yeah. But it's fun, and that's why I took it. That's, I would definitely drop this guy if I was going for more. Yeah, this, this is fact that could be trained, but here's what he's taking because it's fun. I have uh, then the troops. Troops, three troops. Yep. I have a unit of Gretchen, and then two units of Shooter Boys. Shooter Boys are not great this edition. Because Shooter Boys cost the same as Melee Orc Boys. Yep. Melee Orc Boys are just far better. Because they hit more. 
Because they hit more more attacks. Yeah. And the alt codex is based around getting into close combat. It certainly is. Uh, the shooter boys do benefit from Decca Decca. But it's not massive. It's it's like an extra few hits. So it's two units is ten shooter boys and ten grass. This is the other thing when it comes to list building. Is also when looking at stuff that you have. Say you're including looter boys. Looter boys? Sorry, um, boys. Shooter boys. Shooter, shooter boys. boys. Because they, they're good at shooting. You have to ask yourself the question, is it worth taking the shooter boys or a unit that's better at shooting, which is better at that job? Because ideally, if, if you're going down the play to win rate, or if you just want to you know, improve your win rate a bit, just run the things that are better suited for the task. So rather than trying to get like a unit which is a bit of a middle ground option, like, are the shooter boys at all okay in close combat? Are they not bad? They have two attacks, but hitting on threes, strength four. Yeah, so they're, they're like better than most infantry in the game at close combat. No AP, yeah. But then they have a six plus armor save, so they probably break even with others. Yeah. But they're, also, they're not the best at shooting, they're not the best at close combat, so you go, okay, I'll just get stuff which is better at close combat, stuff which is better at shooting. Yeah. You definitely have to be points efficient with what you want to achieve. Yeah. Um, so I have these two units of shooter boys. Again, I include shooter boys because orcs in numbers, like normally I don't really run orc infantry. Mm. I was never a fan on the orc infantry model. Uh, but I think shooter boys do look cool. I don't like the close combat orcs so much because they're a bit sort of gangly and like there's weapons all over the place and you see like when people have got to transport like 30 of them, they just end up in a big ball. Pyramids, <laughs> and you got to like break them apart yeah. and... Whereas Shooter Boys are just nice. Um, these guys are included not because I really want to take them. Uh, again, it fills out the detachment, but it gives my enemy something to shoot at. Mm. And like one of the newer players plays Space Marines. He has pretty like basic lists because he's just out of the game. I'm not trying to bash him there. Yeah, he, He's very much a hobbyist, so he, he has like an assortment of one thing here, one thing there. Yeah, I, I want to give him sort of you know, a target for his infantry, because he's going to bring basic space marines. And yeah. if I went all mechanized, which you could, yep, uh, it would certainly be less fun for him. So I'm including these shooter boys, and it's going to be fun versus everyone except Alan. <laughs> except Alan. It's going to be great fun. We're going to have a whale of a time playing Warhammer together. God. I look forward to it. So I have elites. One unit of elites. Yep. Which is Meganobs. I have one unit of three Meganobs. Which is fine. Meganobs are actually okay. We did the damage numbers on them, and they, in large enough numbers, they can take down a knight. And I understand that everything in large enough numbers can take down a knight, but Meganobs can do it reliably with the jump and then charging. And for about the cost of a knight, they can trade out with a knight, which is impressive. In fact, they, 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 they can, can kill. Above. They can punch, they, they punch above. above, so they reliably kill a knight before it gets to retaliate in close combat, which is impressive. The issue here is when I was mentioning earlier, if something's worth taking, it's worth taking multiples of is he only has one unit of Meganobs. Because not only is there the issue of um, just having stuff spare, it means that target priority for your opponent gets easier. They can pick out, oh, okay, uh, things are getting closer. Say the, the Gretchen are getting closer to charge and the Meganobs are getting closer to charge. Well, I know the Meganobs are more of a threat, so I'll shoot them. Whereas if there's three units of Meganobs, you have to pick which Meganobs you have to shoot at. Now, the Meganobs are in this list because, coming back to the Builder-Painter side, these are models that I just built and painted and I want to play with them. He's always been a fan of Meganobs. I've always been a fan of playing with Meganobs. 
They're bigger and harder than the rest. Now, and they're good. They are good, but you need to take more than three, in my yeah. opinion. You need to take more than three. You have to have a strategy built, built around them. Like, they're not a bad unit. They probably would say tier two in the Orc Codex. I, I don't that... know. I'm tempted to say tier one, if you play them properly. Because they hit, like, absolute mothers. Yes, they do. They do. They do. I guess you do have to build around them. But that'd be fine. You could build a list around knobs. That'd be interesting. That'd be cool. Sorry, mega knobs. Mega knobs. I'm also... I have a ridiculous amount of regular knobs as well. Because originally my, my intention was to use knobs as orc boys. Because the model looks better. Because the model looks better. And I wanted to have like a fun list where I was kind of saying like they came from the Octarius sector. Where they had just grown rich on a diet of war. And, you know, the orcs have become bigger and like reg regular or orcs have become more like knobs. Yeah. Uh, just play them the same. Obviously, for balance reasons, not like... They're just knobs, but they cost the same as yeah, an no, orc no, no, boy. No. Um, they have the stat line of an orc boy. So, yeah, I've got an abundance of knobs, mainly because I traded for loads of them for free. I was like, yep, yeah, I'll have them. And Black Reach knobs, I've been converting them. They, nice. look, they look very sexy. I have dedicated transport in the form of a truck. I don't think the truck is necessarily bad. Yeah. I'm also... I come from an, an edition, an era, if you will. A land down under. A land down under. <laughs> where transports were definitely a thing. Like, nowadays, they, transports are definitely questionable. They're definitely iffy. Some lists can run them, a lot of lists can't. You have to have a purpose. Like, a really yeah. defined purpose for your transport. Whereas at the minute, it's pretty nebulous for my, my transport. I don't know. I have a few units which can go in there, which is fun, but also no plan. <laughs> yeah. It's orky. I've got the stuff. I'm going to ram it. Maybe kill someone. I don't know. Yeah. On the tabletop. Not in real life. Not though. in real life. Not anymore. Yeah. He's lost enough games to have lost the murderous rage. So I have the orc truck. Yeah. It's there. Again, something to shoot at. Not particularly tough. Not particularly OP. Overpowered. For those who weren't in the for those, Yeah, for the, the Lingonauts. That's probably... That's probably offensive. Offensive. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I then have a unit of five Burner Boys. Again, Burner Boys, they're not great. They're flamethrowers. They are flamethrowers. They are five generic boys with flamethrowers, but they're D3 auto-hits, not D6. They're also oh. semi-power weapons in close combat, which is interesting. That is interesting. Also, oh. However, if you trade them for orc boys, uh, just shooter boys here, Yeah, you can get the same volume of shots at a longer range, hitting, yeah. same volume of shots hitting uh, with shooter boys, but for like twice the wounds. So if you had like a unit of oh, 10 God. burner boys, you could have 20 shooter boys yeah. and get the same amount of hits. Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember what the math was, but you know, they they are definitely not an optimal unit. Tier four, I would say, like pretty just fluffy, bit of fun. If, if you're going up against a tier near player who's bringing Hormagaunts, which is the close combat ones, yep. Then yeah, bring them. And if you're having fun, yeah, definitely, definitely for fun. Also, yeah, we're not saying don't take fun units that you like. We're not saying that at all. No, but this is more to help people that maybe are losing and getting frustrated. And want to improve their lists. Yeah. yeah. And just before we go any further, I'm in the weird position where I know my lists aren't optimal. <laughs> but a part of me doesn't want to make them more optimal. Yeah. It's very strange. I still want to be the fluffy player that plays to be silly. I'm a fluffy player. 
You are a fluffy player, but a lot more successful fluffy yeah. player. Um, so anyway, and the idea is maybe the Burner Boys can go in the truck and that would be a bit of fun. Or the Mega Knobs could go Do in the truck. The Burner Boys being in the truck does shore up the day of short range by getting them, and their like, um, lack of survivability by getting them closer and they'll be able to burn stuff. And they can overwatch from the truck, I think. Ex- yeah, I think and they shoot can. from the truck. Um, the thing is, though, is, of course, in this case, once again, if you want to do that strategy, you probably want to have multiple trucks of multiple Burner Boys. Yeah, I still don't think it's a great strategy. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying yeah, it is. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. if you wanted to do that, if you thought, yeah, I want to run this for this game, I think it'll be fun, I think it'll be cool, because I just want to do it. Probably run multiple, otherwise that truck's getting popped in the first turn. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Not looking forward to the game versus Alan. <laughs> Sorry. I, I have better targets. I can handle both, what am, I, what am I saying? Let's go to heavy support. Yeah, your heavy support detachment now. No, no, just heavy support in the... Heavy support in the battalion. Battalion. Yeah. Uh, is a unit of flash gits. They Again, are gits who are flash. They're very flashy. Very, very flashy. There's five of them. Uh, flash gits aren't bad. I'd say tier two, maybe, in yep. my opinion, because they shoot mighty fine for orcs. Mm-hmm. Hit on fours with pseudoplasma. Um, that's not bad only danger is is that they're pretty susceptible to being shot themselves however in chapter proof they went for a 6 plus armor save to a 4 plus so they're basically knobs that's two wounds each I also, think also if you put your Gretchen in front of them and you can use the Gretchen meat shields thing to make them more survivable against shooting yep but then if you were to do that I think you'd be more successful taking 20 Gretchen and 10 flash yeah, bits def- I think or maybe 15 15 might be the max size I'm not sure Basically, you'd want to max out in one unit of flash kits and then have a bunch of Gretchen in front of them to make use of that stratagem. That's the plan. That da plan. The plan. Da plan. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you can still use your meager amounts of Gretchen with your meager amounts of flash kits. Yeah, so basically from that battalion, it's a lot of min-costed units other than the Big Macs who are ridiculously overcosted. Well, not overcosted, but expensive. Very yeah. top-heavy. It's like f- nearly 500 points in those two Big Macs. Jesus. In a 1,500 I think that's right. It's a lot of points. Is it that much? It might be near 400. 400, I think. Anyway, it's a lot they're of like points. They're like 200 points each. Are you shitting me? Are you they're pulling expensive. my balls? They're, they're like 100 points and then like 40 points of mega armor and then like 17 to 20 points. And then they got a weapon as well oh as my their God. backpack and a power claw. It's like, it is expensive. Okay, it's if, you, very expensive. if you're not running the 5 plus invulnerable save, <laughs> something wrong with you. Unfortunately, they got rid of the Big Mac. Just the standard Big Mac out of Mega Armor with the oh. the, the backpack. You Probably can use it from the index, I think. You can, yeah. Probably because it was too good. It's going to yeah. be something like the stimulus injector where they say, after a couple of months, now nah, you can't use it. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be the case, which is sad because it was a really cool model. It was the, the model with the mech. He's like holding the top of a spanner and he had like a massive power supply above him. It, it looks awesome. Oh, yeah. My other detachment is a Big Mac with shock attack gun. What's that one do? The shock attack gun used to be barrels of fun. It used to be silly buggers. We did talk about this in our War Codex review. If you haven't listened to that yet, check that out. Yeah, go out. check that out. Look at that. We're slowly learning how to promote our own shit. We'd like to thank our own shit for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <Our own shit. laughs> so Big Mac with shock attack gun used to do a lot of fun stuff. Now he's less fun, but it's a lot more random chance. Is it? Compared to the olden days, where there's a 1 in 12 chance you just teleported the Big Mac at them rather than firing anything. <laughs> Alright, okay. It's, it's a lot less random chance. Yeah. It's a lot less random chance. 
Uh, its performance is much more like a standard gun. Its strength is just 2d6, and I think if you roll over 10, it does like mortal wounds instead. Oh, that's cool. That is cool, but you still have to hit. Yeah, that's which cool. is the big problem. It's like whatever you do with this uh, shock attack gun, you gotta hit. How many first. shots does it have? I think d6 shots. That's not too bad. On average, you're getting one. Yeah, one hit, like not one, not one shot. Yeah, <laughs> an average roll of a d6 is not one. <laughs> <laughs> it is nine times out of ten, it's a one. That's For not, me, it is. That's that is. There are other sides of the dice. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the six early. He nearly wept with joy. I rolled three sixes. I was like, that's my luck for the year. Yeah. That's my luck forever. Um, yeah, so Big Mac, Shock Attack Gun. Why is that in there? A lot of lols. Uh, a friend in the group has actually bought it and painted it for me for my birthday. I have not seen the model in the plastic yet, but it is already my profile on Discord. This man is a talented painter. What makes it really fucking annoying? <laughs> what makes it really fucking annoying is that, like beforehand, he was like subtly asking me what was my paint scheme, how did I achieve like the red and the green. I was like, yeah, I was telling him because I was like, oh, maybe he's gonna apply this to to his space marines because his space marines also have like a bit of red going on. And then he paints my own color scheme better than me. <laughs> now don't get me wrong, I'm extremely grateful, and he's done a fantastic job. Um, that's the I'm, issue though he's done a fantastic he's job he's done a fantastic job so everyone's going to be like wow this big mate you painted it really well it's better than the rest of the army it's like thank you it's not me <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it's awesome uh, and I'm really excited to see the model going to see it tomorrow that's why it's in the list it has to be in the list yeah. it's probably going to be in my next five lists even if it underperforms like crazy it's just going in it's absurdly well painted I've seen the pictures yeah it, it's great it's great gorgeous um, so here's the HQ I then have Killer cans. Bum, bum, bum. Three little killer cans. Claws and teeth. Now, I'd like to say something about killer cans before we continue. Which is, yeah. Henry, <laughs> yesterday... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Desmond goes, you know what, killer cans. I think, I think they may actually be alright with rocket launchers. <laughs> I believe I said they might be the future. <laughs> well, it's yeah. right. Sorry. It's right. It's right. They may be the future. I was like, okay. Okay, let's, let's hear you out. Alright, what's the profile of a rocket launcher? Sorry, no. What's the BS of uh, the killer can? It's a 4+. plus. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. All right, that's we, not bad. We can work with that. Uh, what's what's the uh, what's the strength of the rocket launcher? It's 8. That's not bad. What's, the, what's the AP? Minus 2. Minus 2. Okay, what's what's the damage? Damage 3. That's a, that's a Very respectable amount of damage. Very respectable. How many shots? It's one shot. It. And what is the cost of the killer can? It's like 30-something points. Like what's the cost high... of the rocket launcher? It's 12 points. <laughs> so you're looking at like around 50 points. 50 points. For one shot. <laughs> it's, yeah. <coughs> see, this is why I need to put it across to Alan. Because like, sometimes, you know, I will see a unit and think, that's quite nice looking. Like nine times out of ten, I spot a unit and say that's bad. But occasionally, one slips to the net. Nope. I'm still bizarrely hopeful for killer cans because I think their close combat potential is actually where it's at. Yeah, the stats beyond the missile launcher—they're actually quite sturdy for their points. They seem like they'd be an annoying unit to remove, which actually—they seem like a good distraction card effects in that they're tough, they're cheap, and they can actually do damage. Like that may be killer cans' role for the orcs. Yeah. Which is a valuable role. It's a very valuable role. Um, plus, if you give them big shooters, they're not bad at just removing chaff. 
Because it's four plus, three shots, strength oh, yeah, five. Strength five, eight minus one, yeah. It's not bad. Yep, especially but... when you have like three of them, then it's nine shots, and that suddenly feels a lot better. Yeah, volume of dice is everything, guys. That's yes. That's what makes me feel good. Huge volumes of dice. Um... So yeah, I have one killer can with Big Shooter, one killer can with Rocket Launcher, one killer can with Grotzuka. <laughs> this is also generally not how you want to do things, but... It, it is not at all how you want to do things. You want to have one tool for a specific task, whereas I've got tools everywhere. I am the tool. What's more is you have different tools within the same unit. Don't forget, means... in this edition you can target different things with different units. Which makes you just inefficient against all of them. Yes and no. Because if I bring three units of three killer cans with one missile, I'll chill off Oh my god, no. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, so that's my folly. But again, <laughs> they're just a fun unit. Just yeah. throw them in there and just yeah. see what happens. This is this is why I lose a lot. Because it's a lot of like, hey, that's fun. Why you began out by saying you, you know, you're a pretty good player. You try pretty hard and people complimented you your ability to play. And hey, it's gone on. You've just hey, you thrown in the towel and go, <laughs> fuck it, I'm awful. No. No, no, no. Your list building is awful. My list building is awful. Yeah. And sometimes I just mess up games. Yeah. Because I'm not really thinking about it. I'm not taking it too seriously. And I want to have fun. Yeah. Like, it really kills me when I see posts from people where the only thing they want to do is win and they don't care about fun. That just kills me. It's like, why are you doing a hobby then? Because they're dead inside. They're dead inside. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you've got to have fun. And the games we've had, where it comes down to the wire, I say the wire, it's the wire for me. I'm <laughs> like, like ten like, points behind we've it's quite like, close. We've had like two games where it's come down to the wire. Yeah, and those games are amazing. They were. They're really fun. This is, a, this is across saying, the entire career of us. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. It's <laughs> hundreds of games. Yeah. It's not good. But again, it's fun because we're siblings. We're brothers. Brothers of Grimdark. Check out our shit. Yeah. I think there's natural competition. So that should be our tagline. What, check out our shit? Yeah. <laughs> it has to be a bit more specific. <laughs> I mean... Look at this bowl. I mean, if they pay I for it. shit in it. I don't think they... I don't think anyone pays for anything these that days. That is untrue, actually. Like, I I knew someone who... He got paid about £100 to video himself taking a shit. This is a reliable source of income as well. This happened multiple times. To which I've gone, I'll get paid £100 to take a shit. Fuck yeah. That's free money. That's 100 quid a day, Henry. That's 500 quid a... What, every time? I don't know if it was every time. I didn't ask him the specifics. I didn't really want to know too much about the situation. But as is, if that was every time, that's 700, you... hey, hey, that's 700 quid a week. That's <laughs> if you have one poo a day. If you don't, like, store some up. Like, you have a smaller poo once to go for one later. Look, Wait, let's just a say minute. a bare minimum of 700 quid a week. Hang on a minute. <laughs> that's 100 quid every two weeks. That's, like, what, 2,800 in a month? That's a that's shit ton of money. That's a lot of Warhammer. That's a, that's a lot hang, of plastic hang on, crack hang for having on. a shit. Hang on. How does he get into the scenario? I don't how, know. How do you broker that deal? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Go up to someone. I hey. don't know if he was approached. Did someone see him and think that's a pretty person? I want to watch him poo. <laughs> I don't know. If, you don't normally I, see the face. I don't know where he was filming from. <laughs> Like, yeah, that is maybe a question I don't know. Don't really yeah. want answered. I mean, there's, I don't, know, I don't know what they're feeling like. Yeah, did he, did he like put it out is online it, as though I, I will, I will poop on camera. Who wants to see this? I'll, if you pay high enough, it'll go to the highest bidder. There's this weird auction house scenario. Oh, I God. don't know. It's basically that scene from Taken, uh, with, <laughs> where he's drugged, and then there's all the people looking through it with mirrors. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> you, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, wait, the wait, wait. The bit at the end when there's like the person trafficking. Where? Yeah. That's not Liam Neeson being set up with people with mirrors. That's her. His daughter. Yeah. You said him. Yeah, I meant the shitter. You said as though Liam Neeson was being paraded around wearing nothing in front of a potential bunch I, of illegal okay, buyers hang on, hang while on. his daughter turns up to save him. I never said wearing nothing. <laughs> that's your own no, no, addition. No, no, that is in the film. Yeah, that's in the film. Yeah, that's why I was saying wearing bit, nothing. But... Yeah, okay. Your, your fan fiction aside of Liam Neeson. I'm just saying. Taken one way or the other. <laughs> Okay, wait. that wasn't the subtitle of the porn parody. They were missing out. Yeah, yeah. Questions. <laughs> We'd like to thank Taken for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Both the porn parody and the and the lesser known version. Right, that's derailed. That <laughs> Some one. say it was a full feature release. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. That is alarming. <laughs> That's alarming that that goes on I, in this world. Have I not told you that story before? I think you have done. But <laughs> I think like, it's one it. of these things where you repress. You're like, that happened. Let's not think about that in case I see that person. And <laughs> go, you shit for money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember who it was. I remember the person. I know who it is. I don't want to say it. Do you? Yeah. No, I'll, I, I'll tell you off air. I'll tell you off air. Um, no, I, I don't think I know the person. I, it was literally like, I knew... People who knew them, I think, with oh, the situation. Okay. What a bizarre <laughs> scenario. Yeah, it was. It was a <laughs> After that brief <laughs> deluge, um, I believe you're discussing killer cans and saying yep. that shit. <laughs> how did we get here? I don't, I honestly don't know how that came about. Tell you what, go back and watch this. Oh yeah, it was by our shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what got us there. Right. <laughs> by our shit. Hang Otherwise, on. we'll ramble at you again. <laughs> oh, words. <laughs> Um, so I have the killer cans. I then have a death dread. Death dreads are. I don't know this edition. I don't actually know the rules of it because I knew it last edition. I knew it in the index. I knew it was some nebulous amount of attacks and quantities. So I just threw it in because it's a cool model. Is it because you got it in the Battle Force box? Yes, and it's a cool model because. Strangely, I went through a discount site. Spoiler. <laughs> don't don't attack me. I went through a discount site. And it's actually cheaper to buy the Battle Force than to buy a squad of Orc Boys and a killer, a Death Dread from GW. I think even on the discount site, it was cheaper to buy the Battle Force than the Boys and the Death That's Dread. Weird. It was really bizarre. Because the Death Dread's like 35 We'd like to thank Weird Math for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> weird Math. Oh my god. Yeah, 2 so plus 2 is 4. That's not Weird Math. This is Weird Math. <laughs> That's Weird Math. He sat on the desk. He looks fucking awesome. I really like the Death Dread. I don't know uh, if He was talking about the Death, uh, death Dread there, not me. Yeah, the sat on the desk, <laughs> looking awesome. Um, yeah, so he's cool. He's definitely suboptimal because he's basically like dreadnought class. Dreadnoughts got cheaper. Dreadnoughts did get cheaper. He, he did didn't. not get cheaper because they're not in chapter approved. Listen to the last edition of the Brothers Grimdark podcast to feel my full wrath. <laughs> we like the sponsor his full wrath for sponsoring <laughs> this episode. Yeah. So anyway, the death dread sort of death dread is suboptimal again. Friendly game. Alan's going to shit on it with his list. Like, spoiler. I'm upset about how shat on from a height I'm going to get. Look, it's not just going to be you. 
Yeah, it's going to be everyone. You're going to take everyone down. Yeah, this, it, no, it wasn't a goal of mine when I made this list. It's just, it kind of got made. I like it a lot. Henry likes it a lot. And then you sort of look at it and go, wait. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Something's, something's powerful here. No, you have, you have one more unit, Henry. I have two more units. Do you? Because I forgot one from the battalion. Oh, good. I actually have five heavy supports. <laughs> Some would say a little tail heavy. Two in the battalion, two in the heavy support detachment. No, three in the heavy support. Yeah, sorry, I, I mismathed. Yeah. There we go, that's the two plus two equals four from earlier. <laughs> yeah. Now it's weird, because it was non-temporal maths. Whoa. But is any math temporal? Anyway. <laughs> it's all ephemeral, man. Nothing exists, but everything exists within the constructs of our minds. With that, no, I'm going to get more Jack Daniels. With Continue. That, with that, conquer of a, a, a smackdown. I don't know what I'm saying. Look, we were sober when we began. Uh... Heavy sport in the battalion. What about the podcast in general? That's just God on we become alcoholics. <laughs> the pressures of doing a, a Warhammer podcast. That was a tinkly paw. That was a tinkly paw. If you, in case you guys heard that. Um, one more heavy sport in the battalion is a big mech gun. What big mech gun is it? Is it the trapped cannon? Is it the custom mega blaster? No. It's the bubble chucker. Why? Because it's fucking fun. Again... Probably shouldn't include this. I think it's a bad unit, but I also wholeheartedly agree it's fun. Oh, it is so fun. I love the mini game within the game. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the Brothers Grim Diamonds. Back to the heavy support detachment. My final heavy support is the Gorkanaut. Gorg, 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 Gorg. Gorkanaut. Da da da. With with the Gorkonaut, I think the Gorkonaut is the finest example of... We mentioned earlier, things have to have a purpose. Now, that purpose doesn't just have to be killing things. As, as we see when you get to my list, a lot of my list isn't actually based around killing things, which is the weird part. It has to support killing things. It, it has, has to it, enable ki- killing things. claiming objectives, objectives, or... I don't know. And the Gorkonaut seems like a bit of a steal. Because it's strength 8, toughness 8, 18 wounds, save 3+, plus, um... Bunch of attacks. It's got six attacks, which becomes uh, 18, 18 attacks in close combat if you're doing the like sweeping profile. It's got big Gatling gun thing on it. For like 311 points. And, you know, that's that seems like a bit of a steal, actually. Like, they also can transport 10 people inside it if you. If you six, go people. Six, six people. Six people, because it's not that big. Or three Mega Knobs. The perfect size. <laughs> okay, so you can do that. The issue is, is you go, but what does it do? Because it moves eight. It can advance. And can't you reroll advances as orcs? Uh, no. Oh, well, it's just charging. <laughs> In that case, he can advance. They uh, can reroll charges. Don't forget. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. It does have here we go because it's an orc. Yep, it is an orc. Um, but it doesn't do anything. It sort of waddles and is quite tanky. But it's too expensive to like leave an objective somewhere. So you can have something like say Rax from the Dark Elder. They're not particularly good offensively speaking, but they're just annoying and sturdy. You can leave them an objective to score points. Whereas this thing is just fat, slow, doesn't kill much. If it gets there, it'll do damage, but it's probably going to be crippled or dead by the time it gets there. One of the biggest problems, in my opinion, with Gorkonaut is the fact that when you use its smash uh, profile with the claw, when it's, you know... Meant to be the big heavy hits to take the, down the tanks big heavy and things. hits. Wait, strength 8... Uh, sorry, strength 16, AP minus 4, I think it is. But then it's damage D6. and That's a lot of these things, though. It, it is most, a lot of Most heavy things. attacks are damage D6. Yeah, but then you compare it to the Wraith Knight. 
Yes. The Wraith Knight is like 80 more points. I'm not saying the Wraith Knight is good. Nope. Don't get me wrong. But they're sort of a similar weight class, if you like. Yeah. Of, the of the redundant super heavy. The redundant super heavy. Um, Storm Surge is also in there. It, it is. It certainly is. is. The Wraith Knight has a six damage sword. Which is a lot better. Yeah, it's it's a lot better. Like, it only requires three successful wounds to kill the Gorgonaut. Yeah, that, that's quite scary. Also, is the Storm Surge worse than the Gorgonaut? It's better. It is definitely it's better. It's about 100 points more if you're giving it a, a shield. It is 100 points more. About we're getting, like getting sidetracked now. 80 but, points more. but the Storm Surge does have a lot more anti-tank power. Yeah, it probably, which is it probably cripples valuable. it by the time it gets to it. And the Storm Surge can just walk back out of combat and keep shooting it. Yeah, the Gorkonaut is definitely in trouble this edition. I kind of wish I had made it as a Morkonaut. I might try and convert it. Yeah. But I think I've ripped off the uh, pieces. Like, I've stolen a lot of stuff and jammed it on something else. and Just for fun. <laughs> Nothing to do with Warhammer. Yes, he's, he's trying to reanimate the dogs again. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah, so that's my list. That's the helter-skelter of what's going on. What synergies do you have? Not a lot. <laughs> I have a bit of shooting, a bit of close combat, a, not a huge amount of mobility, a bit of toughness. I, like it's kind of a, it's a weird pastiche of a lot of what orcs can do. A lot of orcs, which is it, yeah. it's fun for experimenting with playstyles. It's good for people who are new to the game, but it may not win you any games tomorrow. I reckon you'll be um, friend A with the Space Marines. You know, okay. Here's the hierarchy. He's bringing a land raider. Here's the hierarchy. Before we get into Alan's list. Yeah. My list is definitely... It's got a lot of fat in there, but I want to make for fun games for guys. Hopefully be a little bit competitive. I think I can do some jammy stuff to bring it back, but maybe that's just blind optimism. <laughs> that's just blind, deadly optimism. Potentially. Okay, the ranking system. Is it Alan? You're working down from the top, yeah. There's tier one. There's tier one, which is Alan. Yep. And then in terms of player quality, I would say me. I'm next. I, w- I would agree. I would agree. And then we have a friend that's also been playing for 12 years. Yep. Good friend of mine. The guy that painted the um, Org Mech for me. I'd put Sh- I'd, I'd put, the, I'd put the guard player above him. All right. Yeah, the guard player actually kind of knows what he's doing because he's played a lot of tabletop games. All right. Okay. So we, we've got a contender there. Yeah, he's probably a contender for two spot as well, but... Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so game on. Game on, bitches. Right, yeah, you, you, there you go. That, that, there's your real challenge. Yeah. Can you uh, beat him? So number four is the friend for 12 years. Maybe. 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 Don't know. Maybe. And fifth place is the guy that's new to the game. Yeah. Uh, then in terms of list strength, it goes Alan. Yeah. Friend of 12 years. Yeah, he's, he's brought us... Stumpy list for friendly games. He's got a strong list. Yeah, and I mean a little little I, dickish to bring a strength eight toughness eight beast into the game, but two armies did it apparently. I regret nothing. I'm still gonna lose. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I'm expecting <clears throat> a bane blade tomorrow. Uh, so we have this friend. Oh, I don't know. oh, if he does, that'd be exciting. Yep, friend of twelve years taking Eldar. Pretty mixed list, but a lot of well, strength. No, we we don't. His a lot of strength list, in the list Eldar. is uncertain though. Like. He, he has the Wraith Knight. He's brought a list before, which is actually a pretty good list. Um, and it depends what elements he's cut for the Wraith Knight. Because he may have cut some things which he really shouldn't have cut. But it, like if he's kept his Warwalkers and infantry and like Varsiers, he's golden. He is set. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he's brung. Yeah. What he's bringing to the table. Yep. Um, number three list is 
arguably me or the Imperial Guard player. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the Imperial Guard player is going to bring. No, no, it, 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 it's all a mystery to us. It's all a mystery, which is fun. But you're, you're both vying for third place. And then there's going to be the guy that's new to the game. Yeah. Now, what I'm hoping to do in tomorrow's games, I'm hoping to lose to Alan. Yeah, are, you, are you hoping to do that? <laughs> because I, I want to put on a good show, yeah. but I know I'm going to lose. I'm really, really hoping that it's not an incredible whitewash because that will be sad. I'm definitely going to lose. I'm definitely going to lose. I'm not going to go so far to say I could win. That's a fair assessment. But I'm really hoping if I get lucky, really lucky in that first turn, we might be on. (laughs) Not going to happen, lads. I'm trying to think how lucky you can get in the first turn for that to work. Oh, I can get pretty lucky. (laughs) I'm I'm struggling to think of what you can do in the first turn. I'm pretty helpless. Um, Okay, so I'm going to lose to you. Yeah. Right? Just a fact. I want to beat the Eldar player. I want to beat him, but I think he's got the edge. And I think he's probably going to beat me, but I'm going to try my darndest to do some tricksy stuff. I reckon you can get some tricksy stuff in and pull some bullshit. Whether or not it works is another matter, but... Yeah, let's give it a go. Yeah, I I kind of believe in yours, because your list has like a a fair bit of high strength out of nowhere. There is a... Which requires close combat, and his Wraith Knight is close combat, so... I mean, the Bubble Chucker, Bubble Chucker, I might roll four sixes. You may And then we might be on for a game. And then you have (laughs) two shots hitting... So the two shots that hit... Which then wound no, on no, five. No, no, it hits on four, Salmon. You have three it's shots wounding on five, chucker. so you get one wound. Yeah. AP minus six, so it's 0.666 wounds because it's a five plus invulnerable save. It basically kills it. That's what you're saying. It basically kills a 24 wound model. That's what you're saying. Two wounds. No. <laughs> no, it's categorically I, dead. Okay, okay. okay. I'm hoping to build the, beat the other player. Yeah. I'm hoping slightly to beat the Imperial Guard player. Um... But I'm a little bit worried. I mean, guys, this is getting so just you know use your mental powers here to try and <laughs> try and follow what, all this rambling. I'm a little bit worried that the Eldar player is going to smash the Imperial Guard player. Uh, as am I, but also the Imperial Guard player. Like last when I played him, he actually had like two or three basilisks sat way in a back corner. But a later on minus hell. one to hit. A later on minus one to hit is going to be big. It is, but remember, basilisks roll two d six when determining the number of shots and pick the highest. I don't that know. Helps I don't know. I'm a little bit worried that the Eldar player would just dick on him. Yeah. A, a, no, not not deliberately. No, no. Like going hard and tabling him, but I think, uh, it, you know, his list is pretty pretty fierce. Yeah. Depending depending what he cut for the Wraith Knight. If he cut the wrong things, it's gonna be bad. Times. It's, it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> it's gonna be bad times. Uh, so if the if the Imperial Guard player loses to the Eldar player, I would like to give him the plus of beating me. Yeah. But I'm not gonna let him have it. If that makes sense. (laughs) Just to clarify, not my penis. (laughs) The win. The big win. And then then, uh, the Space Marine player. I want to give him a fun game. But I think I'm going to win. Yeah, most likely. I think I'm going to win. He probably hasn't got an answer for your strength 8, toughness 8. Yes, I'm a little bit worried that the Gorkonaut is going to be too strong for him. Even though it's suboptimal, I think because it's so tough, he might struggle. And then he pours a lot of fire into it and a lot of panic. I think they're going to feel sadder when they face my list. Like That's that's the weird thing. Is they'll be like, damn, that strength the toughness set was bullshit. And they go, wow. Oh no. Oh no, no. Speaking of bullshit. That was a rubbish knock. 
Who's that at the door? Is it the bullshit police? It's not the bullshit police. It's the bullshit brigade. They got flags and everything, motherfucker, because Alan has pulled up on his unicycle of twattery. <laughs> what is your list of Tau buggers? Okay, to explain where like the list building process came from for this one is I liked the concept of the cold star. So I hadn't really collected Tau before. I'd always liked them from a distance. Um, that's when Wraith came around. I was like, ah, you know, this could be the time. Because like, I need an army beyond just knights. Because having been out of the hobby for years, I'll get knights because they're cheap-ish to you know, start an army with. So, okay, well, that was a bit of a... A little bit harsh for friendly games. Anyway, so I got the Tau. So, okay, I like cold stars. And I, I wanted to... Because a lot of people just go, oh, you just get the cold star, give it four fusion blasters, you fly it over some way, blow up a thing, and then it dies. You've traded out. Which is certainly a viable way of playing, and it's not actually wrong. But I want to try and make a list that supports the cold star. I'm going to set up like small fire bases for the cold star to move to and shoot shit down with. So we have a battalion, which has two Kadra fireblades. Kadra fireblades being the chaps who give your boys, well, gives any Fire of your wise. pulse weaponry. Alright. Uh, sorry, any of your models with a pulse weapon, an extra shot at half range with that pulse weapon, but it's only one. So, like the Devilfish with 12 shots, sorry, it would be 8 shots, only gets one additional shot at half range. It doesn't get an additional 4 shots. Yep. They changed that, sadly. That would have been very fun. Either way. I have two of them. I like. There's a, there's, I'll go over what I could cut at the end because there's plenty I could cut. But you know, I, I wanted them for upcoming reasons and a cold star with the fusion blasters because fusion blasters are awesome and I need some anti tank. So I have that. We then have for the troops we have four squads of five. Why four squads of five? Well, because I have two devilfish. I'm gonna put two squads of five in each devilfish and a card of fireblade in each one. Uh, the idea being is you can get a lot of ball control with this very easily. Um, you can also then drop the chaps off wherever and have the Kadra Fireblade buff without having to have, you know, deploy them in the same place. It also means that I, it means I get to play Tau differently. Because also, I want to try and avoid the Gunline Tau thing. Yeah, because Gunline Tau is one playstyle, pretty, you know, I'm just going to say it, boring. To us. Like, it's to not us. how we'd want to play. So I want to try and play Tau differently, see what else could be done with the faction. And so I was like, okay, that, that gives my infantry something interesting to do. It gets me a bunch. It gets me five command points for doing that. Um, there's also a ghost keel, which I always forget because it's sneaky. Why do I have the ghost keel? Because I really like the model. I think it's cool, and also it then feeds back into the idea of keeping cold stars alive, because you have the devilfish going forwards, which the cold star can sit behind. You also have a ghost keel, which gets a stealth move at the beginning of the game, and then can then move twelve after that. Was it 12 or was it 8? Maybe 10. Because I think it's not quite as fast as the Riptide. Either way, it's speedy enough. Which will then give you another place for the Cold Star to set up. Also, minus armed with 4 Fusion Blasters again, because I wanted a bit mine to tank. It's not actually the best loadout for the Ghost Keel. Especially when it comes to things like Knights. It's better against like lighter transports and vehicles, which are like Toughness 7 with like a 3 plus 4 plus armor save with no invulnerable. Then it's great. As is. What it is, therefore, is to scare people. Because, while it is a fairly expensive distraction card effects, it's also fucking hard to kill. Because it's toughness 6, so small arms fire doesn't do much to it. It has 10 wounds, 3 plus armor save, and minus 2 to hit if you're not within 6 inches of it, and it has its drone still alive. And it has a 4 plus invulnerable save with the shield generator for 8 points, which makes it just absurdly fucking tanky. 
Like, you'll take disproportionate amounts of firepower to kill this thing, which is wonderful, especially when you're trying to hide cold stars behind it. We then have a heavy support attachment, which has a cold star as the HQ, which this one being armed with a high output burst cannon and two other burst cannons and a missile launcher. Reason for that being, well, I needed to shore up the anti-infantry a little bit. Um, also, then gives me a bit of variety between my cold stars. So, you know, one can zoom around trying to pop vehicles, and the other can zoom around trying to kill infantry. Also, it turns out it's fantastic against orcs. And you have, was it, 16 shots of strength 5 hitting on 2s? It is really, really, really bad for orcs. It's rather good. It's uh, terrifying. <laughs> it's like the orc counter. Like, I cannot think of anything better than just a large volume of strength 5 shots. You don't need AP, you don't need damage. Yeah. Just damage 1. AP zero, that's enough. Because remember, if I'm within 15 inches with my fire warriors, that squad of five will put out 15 shots into the old boys. So there's, as I said, there'll be 30 shots per devilfish, ignoring the shots the devilfish has. And then I was like, okay, I, as is though, my list is actually lacking in damage a bit. Like looking at the cross, like I, I made enough things to support the cold star and incorporate the ghost kill because I like the ghost kill. So then I looked at what flaws the list had and went, okay, so how am I going to up the firepower? I realistically just throw in a bunch of Riptides. As is, I want to try and avoid using Riptides, so I brought in uh, three broadsides. Uh, three missile sides. Because they have a bunch of firepower, which is useful against tanks and infantry. I felt I needed that versatility. Now. Shit gets interesting with this list pretty fucking quick when you start abusing the character rules. When it comes to the, you can't target a character unless they're the closest enemy model. Cold Stars can move 20, or if they advance, they move 40. So you can, <clears throat> say you're near the front line with one, you can jump over most of their army, say it's the Fusion Blaster, pop a tank, or at least cripple a tank, and then charge into another one. And basically, when you then charge another one, that way you've disabled two tanks effectively. With one model for that turn. Which is... Fantastic. Or even if you only pop one tank and it's left in the backfield, most of their army won't be able to shoot it because your army will be closer. Now that's normally that's not normally the case with Tau, but with Devilfish, my Devilfish gonna be right up in their grill. And it's just ah, oh, it's it's a wonderful blend of different things working together. Synchronicity. I think the big thing that plays in your favour. Yep. Oh, and sorry, and six shield drones. Six I shield drones. I I could have more. I should have more. Yeah, but I really want to keep the broadsides alive, but that's enough for a friendly game. I think the important thing with your list is because you can protect the cold stars by just hiding them behind devil fishes and devil fire, if you will. Yep. Fire warriors, ghost keels, and the drones if you needed that, but the drones are most likely with the broadsides. Uh, definitely with the broadsides, all day, every day. It just means that you really can't target something which you want to, because devil fishes aren't great to be shot at. Oh yeah, this is the other thing. Like, there's, there's no easy target priority here, other than the devilfish, and the devilfish are not where any of my damage is coming from. Because you can't target the cold stars because I'm going to be positioning them well, so you're not going to be shooting them. And if you are, it's going to be with like, the Gretchen, <laughs> if that. Um, if you want to shoot at the broadsides because they're a big source of firepower, they have the shield drones, which will intercept pretty much all anti-tank shots, and they have a two plus armor save for any other shots. So they're sturdy as fuck. And, oh, you want to shoot at the ghost kill? Go for it! The ghost kill will just it, nullify a massive amount of your shooting. And then have a 4 plus invulnerable save if you're firing any kind of anti-tank at it. It's also not 
the best unit. It's you also know, the best unit, so you don't really want to be pouring firepower into it because it's probably not worth it. Plus, you've got that minus two, which is just galling. Yeah, it's just awful. It's... Uh, the broadsides are the big problem for me. When I look at your list, I see the broadsides. That's the big problem. Because if you put any sort of serious anti-tank their way, say a Bright Lance, Laz Cannon, Missile Launcher, on a sure. 2+, plus, you just put it on a drone. Yeah. Even if it hits, even if it wounds, on a drone. And then that drone, on a 5+, plus, ignores that damage. Yeah. Which is mad. And then there's six of them, so it's like six Laz Cannon shots. So you've got to try and kill the drones first, with small arms fire. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I just shoot the drones away. You can do. The problem is I'm probably going to be deploying the broadsides a little bit further back, so chances are your small arms fire isn't within range to hit the drones. That's if the drones are within line of sight, because you can do dirty things like put the broadsides on the first floor of a building and the drones on the floor below to make it so they can't be seen. You can do all kinds of filthy shit like that, because I'm a tower player. <laughs> now, we just want to point out, Alan's list is not at all going hardcore... Oh, fuck for no. For the win. Not Absolute at all. Absolute fuck no. I... Not at all. This was meant to be a friendly list for friendly games. Yeah, it, it's it's a little... It, it's silly. It's using Devilfish. It's based around using Cold Stars. But... I can fucking play that list. Because, <laughs> again, we were saying earlier how Transport's are iffy. Devilfish are definitely overpriced. Even with Chapter Proof, they're probably overpriced. But they have a bunch of really tertiary... Nice bonuses... A, in that they'll probably draw anti-tank... They'll, probably, they'll draw the anti-tank to them anyway because they're the big targets, and I'm fine losing them. But they can be used to tie up units or block them or do so much shit because they're just a great big fuck-off model that get in the way. Like, the Devilfish just makes things messy. Yeah. Definitely makes things messy because you either got to walk around it or blow it up, but it's not really something you want to blow things, up. If, if you're going to blow it up, that's still your movement phase gone. Like, because it's still in your way and your shooting comes after your oh, movement. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it can deploy its two drones to further fuck things up for you. To just get more shit in the way. Like, the Devilfish are the biggest roadblock that let me basically direct the shape of the battlefield. It's wonderful. Now, that's a nice point. Because I think the Devilfish is where it now comes down to the player. Because yeah. if you just have Devilfish in your list, it's not going to do anything for you. Yeah, no, it, 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 it literally it'll... does nothing. But if you're a good player, not a brilliant player, but just a good player, so you use your Devilfishes, again, I'm not saying they're maximal... Optimality, if you like. Hell no, yeah, absolutely not. But just for a bit of fun, if you use them effectively in just blocking your enemies, and that's one thing that, because I was a Warhammer Fantasy player, uh, still doing 40k, nobody does screening well enough. Like, if you want to win games more, and you're getting uh, shot to pieces, your characters are dying, or you're getting assaulted or something, just look at screening. Learn screening. Screening is just ridiculously powerful. Yeah. I've won... Literally two games <laughs> due to no screening against me. Yeah, I shouldn't go on my own win rates there. Yeah, but... no, like, as is, most people, like, that's the other thing. Pay attention to screening, or at the very least, making sure your character's protected. Just having shit to slow them down with. If they're an assault based army, or then, they're a smite spam, that kind of thing. Because your list, you're trying to go for obscure units, you're going for ghost keels, devil fishes, and broadsides, you know, but all of which weren't deemed. They weren't deemed the most competitive, except for maybe the Fusion Manda now and again. And broadsides were theorised to be competitive, but they were quite expensive and uh, broadsides were better. Yeah, they still lost out to the Riptide. Yeah. Because of that, all of those units <laughs> got a buff. <laughs> chapter in approved. Chapter yeah. fucking approved. The CFA. <laughs> so I'm throwing in a second Ghost Kill. I'm not taking it tomorrow because we're not using chapter approved um, numbers tomorrow because none of us... Like, I don't have the models to have a full list... 
The other guys, like, they, they're not ready for they're, that. They're not ready for they're the not new ready numbers. Everyone else got the, the list sorted, so yeah, it's fine. We'll just. I would also like to point out because I'm orcs, because our friend is Eldar, because the other chaps don't really use any particular units that were buffed by chapter approved. Yeah. The major person, the major player that got buffed from chapter fucking approved is the guy all of us look to beat. He just got better. Uh, we're speaking to our friend, the, except for his Wraith Knight. That's, that's been reduced in points. He won a little bit. Yeah. So it's now, yeah. like, not playable. But basically, he... <laughs> He was, we were having a chat and I just said like oh yeah no I've got a tower list which is 1.5 uh, points of tower it's soon to be 1.3 how's what army list is sent to go up in price oh no chapter approved I've got I've got a, I've got big, a bit of a rebate big rebate <laughs> yeah over 10% which really sucks 17.5% um, free points it's mad it is mad it's wonderful um, just out of the blue as well just like hey Alan you need a buff you're not winning enough apparently not that 90% win rate and by the way, I'd just like to point out that Alan's win rate is not just against me. It's not like he wins, I loses. I loses? All right, gone. Gosh, it's getting late. <laughs> um, it's not he wins, I lose. It's he plays anyone. And he normally wins. Yeah, I, have you played a random and lost yet? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, these are just terrifying. By the way... We're not trying to be big-headed. We're not trying to say, like, oh, yeah. You're, you you're know. clearly not. I mean, <laughs> your confessions no, on this pretty, podcast pretty... have been somewhat <laughs> low-balling. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not trying to you know, say, oh, yeah, Alan is the best player ever. He's a technical no. genius Hell and all no. this sort of stuff. No, no, no. I'm... It's list-building. Yeah. He is good at list-building. He has slightly better than average luck. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, you sound bitter. And you're a good player. Those things... Combined in trilateration, surround the win. Yeah, they help a lot. Whereas me, I just build fun, silly lists and lose a lot. And I've definitely been in the position where I had to review. I was like, why am I just losing so much? And I think it was about year eight of the hobby. Yeah. And this this was like a low period for me in the hobby. Yeah. Just in the hobby. I was fine in life. Um, sniffing glue and sniffing glue and huffing women (laughs) but yeah at this point like I lost every game you had dropped out of the hobby yeah Um, there wasn't a lot of incentive to stay in and then I played like a couple of competitive games like both in store and then I went to a tournament and it was pretty negative like the guys were super hard play to win so like the games themselves weren't fun because they were trying so hard to win. And they weren't trying so hard to win in the way that they played. They just all took Riptide Spam. And at the time, Riptide Spam was the this thing. Was it was seventh, like, wasn't it? Yeah, the cusp of 7th. Uh, formations weren't out yet. The Riptide had just been buffed by, I believe, the Codex. And everyone took it. And it was ridiculously good. Um, again, you know, people are going to say it wasn't the top tier unit. Yes, that's true. But it was so good that it caused everyone problems other than the people who predicted that the Riptide was going to be there. And then, and then counted it. And then count, set up to counter the Riptide. And I would say there was about 120 people there, 70 of which were Tau Riptide spam. Yeah. Which, just as a hobbyist, as someone that loves the flavour, the diversity... It signifies a problem unit. It signifies a problem unit, but I also found it really depressing for the direction of the hobby. 
I was like, is this what competitive play is just going to be? Okay, okay, this is the new hotness. Everyone goes out, everyone buys the new hotness. No one has, you know, it sounds silly, but no one has loyalty to their faction. It's like, hey, I'm the Space Marine player. Hey, I'm the Orc player. No, yeah. no, no. We just follow the fashion. We're all Tau players this week. We're all Eldar players that week. You know, and that's fine. Everyone exchanges hard tender. I don't know. They, for, if they want to go that way, they can. It's just most people haven't got the money to. Like, yeah, most, I mean, most, most, also, there's just the. Most of us tend to like the factions we play as. And even if like they go through a rough patch, you'll be like, I'll roll with it. Yeah, re- respect to all those players that just stick with their faction no matter what. Like, Sisters of Battle players, if you have been in it <laughs> yeah. since 3rd edition, you're an absolute boss. Even, even Tyranids, like, from about the, was it the 3rd or 4th edition codex, where they were suddenly, hey, they're kind of playable. Yeah. And they just got worse in every codex. They just kept nerfing them. And then they them. just nerfed them. While buffing everyone else, they just kept nerfing the Tyranids further. It's like, what? What? Oh man, that that really sucked to see as well. Like they brought out some new cool models. I do like the new models for them, like the Exocrine. They've never been like good. They, yeah, they've never been good. The Exocrine is like good. debatably good now, but even then, it's debatably good. Well, and you have the same story with Meganobs, because they brought out the new kit for Meganobs, but they still didn't make them good. Hmm. Which really upsets you when you have the Riptide gets released. Riptide's the new unit. They want to sell it. They make it so good that literally seventy percent of a tournament. Of 120 people, by 70 percent because it was 70 people earlier. 120. Okay, that's, all right, okay. Numbers are off there. It's like 60 percent, like yeah, whatever. You know, a huge percentage, huge percentage goes out and buys the model because it's that good. Like it just yeah, it de- depressed the hell out of me from a hobbying point of view because it's like wow, really? You know, you just you don't care about having fun. You just want to win that much that you pay to win. And to my mind, if you all agree to play for fun. All agree to play the units that you want to play because there's so many people that are trapped, absolutely trapped, by having to be competitive because everyone in their local meta is competitive. So like they might like Death Dreads, they well, might our, like Shooter Boys, but they local, can't take them. Our local store like here is it's pretty tough. It yeah, they are pretty tough going guys. Like they, I wouldn't say that they're the most competitive, but certainly if you're not turning up with an A game, a pretty fucking good list. You yeah, you're gonna Rubbished. Whereas the place where I'm living now, it's astounding. Like they're adorable. I don't want to go near them. Yeah, because I, I, you messaged me. I, I had to. I was just like Henry, Henry. They're not competitive. I messaged back. Good. Please don't ruin them. Yes. <laughs> by making them more competitive. Because I think your list, your list that we went through, is not the most competitive. It certainly has teeth. Yep. Much more teeth than mine has. Much more bite. And this is it, you going it, it for fun. It has an additional 17.5% bite after chapter approved. After chapter approved, quite a bit more bite. Yeah. That's not quite Riptide levels, though, is it? Fuck you no. You could drop a Devilfish or something to get oh, a Riptide. I, look, you could cut, like, the Cartridge Fireblade, the second uh, Fusion Blaster... No, sorry, the second Cold Star. If you really want to get, stick with the Cold Star theme, you could keep one. Otherwise, you cut both of them, cut one Cartridge Fireblade, add an Ethereal, cut the Devilfish, cut out one of the squads of Fire Warriors, maybe. Uh, cut out... Eh, probably throw in a cup. Yeah, you probably throw in like at least two riptides for that. Yeah, at least two. If you were just to be more competitive. But anyway, it, yeah. Your list in our local shop would probably be like a forty-five percent. Mm. You know, fifty percent being like you got you know fifty-fifty. You're going to win or lose yeah. based on your list. I think yours is like a forty-five percent. Yeah. Simply because they all play pretty hard to win. That they do. Like not the hardest, but yeah. Basically. And it's tough. It is very tough. And I think a lot of people fall into the trap of getting into 40k, really enjoying it, 
And then they, they have a local meta, which is very competitive. And as a new player, you simply just, you, you know, you don't know the game well enough. Yeah. You know, you don't know all the exploits. You don't know really what's good. You know, you see Toughness like 8. The is that really that good? The character yeah. shit, which I was saying earlier when it comes to the usage of the cold stars. That's something a new player's not going to understand or get their head around easily. It's also going to be something that's probably going to piss them off tomorrow. Well, why can't I shoot them? Because the devilfish is closer. Yeah, it definitely... And that, that sort of behaviour. Yeah, I'm going to label it as behaviour. Shame on you. <laughs> no, but that sort of behaviour definitely is a turn-off for new players. Yeah. And I think a lot of people come against these tough matters. And then they feel bad about themselves because they think... you know, I'm just bad at this. Yeah, and I think it, it's also, you know, in some ways, maybe sometimes... People see it as a reflection of their intelligence. Yeah, and no, I, I I have a friend who he deliberately avoided. Um, he avoids like some games. Because he thinks he, he he assumes he's just not smart enough for it. It's like, there you are. You are fucking smart enough. You just gotta give it a go. But it's intimidating. Yeah, and certainly with forty k because it's meant to be you know oh it's tactics it's like chess but with dice you know no it it really isn't guys it's just no. a game yeah it's, it's just a game. I'm sorry the, the top echelons of forty k does not compare to the top echelons of chess. I hate to break it to you all. Yeah. like, And that that's not trying to be mean. I think that's just trying to be reassuring to the people that do feel... Like, I mean, our friend that we both normally beat. Yeah. Both normally beat him. He's a genius. Like, certified genius. Yeah, no, that man is insanely smart. <laughs> yeah. It, and the fact that he loses is nothing to do with his intelligence. It's not his list building because he's like me. He just paints for fun. He builds for fun. He paints gorgeously. I mean, he, he paints. paints he paints far better than you. I want you to do that right far now. Than me. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to hold it against him. But it's fun. <laughs> Your voice broke midway through, it's showing the inner rage. Up. It's tearing up. No, it's not rage. It's just sadness. I put twelve years into it. Twelve years. <laughs> I, I can't and win it. I'm not that like, great at painting, but <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm a trooper. Yeah. So yeah, we're really looking forward to the games tomorrow. Um, hopefully this has been helpful to someone. At the very least, it's been entertaining to us. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's fun to just sort of spitball. And this is the sort of stuff we do all the time. And this is why we started the podcast, really. It's just, we talk about 40k. You know, huge amounts. Huge amounts. More than is healthy. My More therapist has asked me to stop. <laughs> My therapists <laughs> asked me to, to stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're joking. We're joking. It's yeah. an amazing hobby. Uh, anyone out there that is new to the hobby and feels intimidated, or maybe they're looking to try the hobby, you know, they've somehow gone to the Warhammer subreddit and gone, you know what? I've to listen to this podcast with these two random bastards. Bastards. <laughs> these two bastard men that have been downvoted to hell on Reddit. I want to listen to that. This is the way into the hobby. This so, is... for those people, <laughs> this is the gate. The bright beacon. No. Play for fun. Play to win, semi. Look, match match your opponents. Play to win. Basically, yeah. Always and if, do that. If there's newer players, don't just cab stomp them with knights. Don't be a dick. Don't be an Allen. Now this is the final podcast before Christmas. This is it for the five way. But well, it, <laughs> it is also before the five way. An equally important event <laughs> and voluminous event. <laughs> the good old once a year five way. Getting <laughs> the band back together to have a five way. Other reasons why you can't really say 40k lingo in front of normies. <laughs> they wouldn't understand. They wouldn't understand. So tune in next time 
for a comprehensive, downbreaking, rip-racking, ship-shacking report on the five-way. All their spit-swapping action. The tears, the jeers, the bloods. <laughs> careful, careful. Hey, settle down, settle down. So from the Brothers Grimdark, we wish to wish you... We wish to wish you <laughs> a Merry Christmas and a happy five-way. And a happy five-way.